Welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm your host, Kimisha Lucier, and I'm so glad to be spending this time with you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. We are back for another episode, and my beloved is here, and we are going to continue talking about the chain of command, uh, but we're going to look at it from a different aspect, which is the autonomy of mankind. My darling, before we get started today, will you open us up in prayer, please? Absolutely. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the time we can spend in your presence. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. To hear more of you, of your word, the living word, that it would be received and written on the tablet of our hearts. Mm Mm-hmm. That we would exemplify you in our lives. That our hearts would be towards you, not just our mouths, Lord, Mm -hmm. but our hearts as your sons and daughters and as your warriors and your army. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For this privilege and for the opportunity to teach your word to the people. But most importantly, that we all learn and grow as you are leading us through your Holy Spirit, who we invite in this place today. And we welcome you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you for sending him to Amen. teach us and lead us and guide us into all the truth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And to, most importantly, to learn more about you, thank you and how we are to live before you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Not just during our time here on the earth, Thank but for eternity. Jesus, Lord. Yes, Jesus. And we thank you and praise thank you, Lord. Lord. We bless your holy name. And we bind the hand of the enemy thank that would you, seek Jesus. to yes, distract or to disrupt mm-hmm. any of thank the learning. You, Lord Jesus, Anywhere that the listeners yes, God. And, and those that are studying out to show themselves approved as your warriors, Lord. Anywhere that, the, that they are, We invite you into the atmosphere. We bind the hand of the enemy in Mm -hmm. those places. And we thank you that you have given us a sound mind. We have the mind of Christ. And you override everything in the atmosphere. And we cast the adversary out. Amen. He is bound and now cast out in the almighty name 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 of of Jesus. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, fill us up with you in your presence so that we do not remain empty but we are filled with your word, your presence, your vision, and your love. In the almighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. And amen. All right. Thank you, my, my, my love. I appreciate that. Thank you for that prayer. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. All right. Okay. So we're talking about the autonomy of mankind as it relates to the chain of command. Now, We understand that we have been given a free will and God is not a usurper. He asked for permission and there was a specific design for how we're supposed to carry ourselves being free moral agents with the ability and the right to choose and being subject to the divine order of God ourselves. So we're going to look at three different places in scripture today. Um, Deuteronomy 33 verses one through three acts 
chapter 19, verses 11 through 17, and Acts chapter 8, verses 9 through 25. Make sure you have your notes, uh, note-taking materials ready, and of course, get your Bible out so we can look at the Word of God together. Now, God gave us the ability to be free moral agents, but we were created to be led by the Lord, not to be led by ourselves or anything else. And we have to put that at the forefront of our mind because remember, this is the choosing ground and God gave us the right and the ability to make a choice, whether we are for him or we desire to remain a part of his kingdom or we reject him and desire to be not a part of his kingdom and to be a part of the kingdom of the adversary. It's not his will that we should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He desires that we are always one with him, reconciled and restored from sin and always a part of his kingdom. But the original design of humanity, mankind was to be led by God, free moral Mm -hmm. agents who willingly submit themselves to be led by the father and do the father's will instead of serving ourselves or someone else. So my love, will you start us out with Deuteronomy 33 verses one through three? Um, In this section, we are gonna look at um, the children of Israel as they were in on the journey from Egypt to the promised land. And um, there's an issue of wills that comes up. And uh, we'll we'll do a little more backstory after you read that to us. All right. Deuteronomy 33, 1 through 3. It says, Now this is the blessing with which Moses, the man of God, blessed the sons of Israel before his death. He said, The Lord came from Sinai and dawned on them from Seir. He shone forth from Mount Paran. He came from the midst of 10,000 holy ones. At his right hand, There was flashing lightning for them. Indeed, he loves the people. All your holy ones are in your hand, and they followed in your steps. Everyone receives of your words. Okay, thank you, darling. And, um... Actually, I think I want to look at a different scripture. Let's go down to, um, let's see. I'm sorry. I want to go to Exodus 33. Hmm. One second. Let me get there. I have to apologize. I don't know what's going on with my scripture. Well, no, there's, even in there, it talks about the blessing, right? Amen. But the blessing was to hear from the Lord for yourself is what he was getting at. All his holy ones were hearing from the Lord to obey his commands. It's no different for us. When when you, honey, honey, were talking about, or in this, teaching about the chain of command, Mm -hmm. right? Even in your traditional, conventional military, the... Soldiers, sailors, airmen, marines, even after they've joined, even after they've gone through boot camp, do not get to do whatever they want to do. Amen. There are orders that must be followed. There is a standard that must be maintained. Actually, if you do not follow it, 
It typically results in consequence and trouble for the individual, as well as for the, the team, the unit, the group that they are associated with in that chain mm-hmm. of command and structure. Who allowed this individual to go do this? Who told them they could disregard what the command was or the order of the day or whatever has been directed? Mm-hmm. There's no different for us. And that's exactly what that verse also mentioned while handing out the blessing. So understand what the first blessing was, to be able to hear from the Lord directly. Amen. So now let's get more so to where we're at, right? Amen. As it pertains to us and the orders we are to follow. Well, glory to God. The Lord must be writing <laughs> writing and speaking on his own initiative there, as he always should Amen. and can do. Um, so Exodus 33, verses 1 through 3. Let's All right, it that. says, Exodus 33, 1 through 3. Mm-hmm. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Depart, go up from here, you and the people whom you have brought up from the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying to your descendants, I will give it. I will send an angel before you, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite. Go up to a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in your midst, because you are an obstinate people, and I might destroy you on the way. Amen. Okay. So amen. I, I love how you brought that together. The, the, the Lord gives us the opportunity to walk with him and to hear from him directly and to agree with him and to fellowship and be led by him. Mm-hmm. So in, in Exodus 33, the... Moses had been up on the mountain with the Lord and came back and was sent back down to find the children of Israel worshiping a golden calf and attributing all the blessing and the good things that God had done for them to this inanimate object, this piece of metal that Aaron fashioned for them. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said to them, I'll keep my word, but I'm not going to be in your presence. I'm not going with you. So in the autonomy of mankind, we can see that we still have the ability to choose and the right to choose, but it doesn't mean that God, the power of God is going to be there or the relationship with God is going to be there that's necessary for us to um, use the delegated power that comes from Christ the head. We talked Mm -hmm. about him in the previous episode that from the top-down order of the chain of command, Christ is the head. And we are in him, hidden in him, and his power works through us by our connection and our relationship with him. But there is such a thing as God saying, you know what? I told you I was going to bless you. Go ahead. Fine. You can have that, but I won't be there. And that makes all the difference in the world for his warriors and his elite force specifically. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, go ahead, honey. Well, what what else does the scripture say in other places? He says, my blessings are in on both the just and the unjust. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that also gets into, a, as you were saying, a battle of wills. Mm-hmm. His perfect will. It's complete, right? Which is also his plan, purpose, destiny, track, mm-hmm. covenant. Mm-hmm. Amen. Which is, I'll be your God and you'll be my people. Amen to that. Versus permissive will. Where he says, okay, well, if you really desire this, then I will allow you to have and experience 
the result of what you claim you want. Mm-hmm. And that's a very dangerous place to be. Amen. So what does it mean that Christ is the head? What does that mean to us? It means that we let him lead us into the Father's perfect will, which is what you just spoke about. Um, the So let me start over with that statement. We let him lead us into the Father's perfect will through the leading and guiding of Holy Spirit. And that's the example that Christ showed us. Christ, um, as he went through the, the Gospels, and it was nearing time for him to... Um, be lifted up on the cross. He said, the father has put all things in my hands, all things in my power. And then at another time when he was in the garden, you see him yield back to the father, his choice. Mm -hmm. The father said, here, I give you everything, make your choice, son. And then Christ said, I know that there's another way, but you know, let this, if there's another way, father, let this cup pass for me. Nevertheless, not my will or the way I see things, going or the way I think they should be, not my will, but your will be done. So the father said, here, I give you the ability and the right to choose. And then the son in return said, I make my choice and I give it back to you to choose to do what you want me to do, Lord, and stick Amen. to that. So because we are elite, the elite force of God and his elite warriors, we are not able to dabble in being self-willed. Not for one second. Not for one second, because it disqualifies us from the higher things. The scripture tells us that the obedience that Christ displayed and the victory and the valor that he won by being submissive to God, submitted to God, even unto death, death on the cross, because of that, he was highly exalted and given the name that's Mm -hmm. above every name. So he won something when he completed the task and didn't take another course, even though he's equally God. Even though he's the son, even though he is human and had the right to choose, he still chose to be submitted to the Father. Amen. So let's tie a couple things together, right? Mm-hmm. Let's make no mistake. Jesus, the Christ, is first and foremost the, if you will, ultimate warrior. Amen to that. Right? He is our example in everything <laughs> and you can think everything. of. Uh-huh. So everything Jesus good. said constantly in the scriptures, my will is to do the will of the Father. Amen. He says, I only do the things that are pleasing to him. Amen. Why? He knew, he understood, he allowed Holy Spirit to reveal the Father's heart. Amen. No different than as we started this God's Warrior series, talking about the boot camp, mm-hmm. basic training, green team prep, talking about David's mighty men, in the cave. Mm-hmm. And David, his heart, he desired to have water from a very specific mm-hmm. place or well, mm-hmm. or uh, let me rephrase that. He desired to have water from a very specific well in a well, water from a well in a very specific, from a very specific place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his mighty men of valor knew that his special forces, his warriors they overheard him they heard that they knew his heart was that that was his desire Mm -hmm. and they went and did it Mm -hmm. so again there's just a couple examples let's tie this together god's warriors know they understand that there's not a, a guess they know without a shadow of a doubt the heart of the father or of the lord and what he wants accomplished and god's warriors 
especially for his end time army. Go do it at any cost. To themselves. Amen. To, to fulfill them. it. Amen. And um, they desired to be pleasing and they loved David. Amen. And we have a much higher, much more valuable <laughs> high priest. Right? Absolutely. Who we love, our Lord and our, our King, Jesus Christ. Now, also in this, you see Christ displaying everything that we're supposed to be. And he not only knew the Father's heart, but he knew the importance of him adhering to the plan that the Father had set. He understood the weight that was associated with Mm -hmm. it. So he didn't give himself a shortcut or an allowance to deviate or to steer away from the plan of the father. So we as humans, we, we like to coddle ourselves. We like to make excuses for us disobeying the Lord. And, um, while that's a part of sin nature or human nature, and we have, we don't have sin nature anymore because we are the righteousness in Christ Jesus. Amen. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and we are a new creation. So we shouldn't even indulge that kind of thinking anymore. Mm-hmm. But we do pity ourselves, even as believers. We do um, make opportunities for the flesh, which Paul counsels us against doing. Don't Absolutely. make opportunities for the flesh because if you are led by the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But mm-hmm. if you are led by the spirit, you're going to reap eternal life. So we have to understand how important what we're doing is to God. And that doesn't mean that if you make a mistake, you know, all of God's plan is going to fall fall apart and you're going to hell. It doesn't mean that for, for one second, but it means that you put equal valuation on what God is saying and carrying out the assignment that he's given you that he placed on it. You trust him for his grace, but you don't abuse the grace of God. And you don't intentionally violate him or disregard him or set aside his instructions to you, his word or his counsel, so that you can give an opportunity to your flesh to do something else that you would prefer to do. Which not only impacts the Lord, Mm. but it also impacts our our other fellow warriors, right? The people Mm -hmm. on the left and right of us, Mm -hmm. our other brothers and sisters in Christ that are also doing the work of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. It doesn't create or cause delay for them or mm-hmm. negatively impact them in carrying out and doing the work of the ministry or following the orders, the commands that the Lord has given them. We have an integral role and part mm-hmm. in helping them or assisting them function and carry out what they've been called to do. Amen. It's all works together. It's one body. It's one army. Amen. And we're a part of the defense, the occupying Mm -hmm. of this territory until the Lord comes. And we all are responsible to do our parts before the Lord. So we don't want the blessing of God without his presence. We don't want God just to do things for us, but he not be dwelling with us. His presence actually is a part of his covenant with us. And it is a part of communion and fellowship one to another, a two-way communion and fellowship. Covenant cannot just go one direction. It has to go equal strength from both parties that are involved with it. Um, So we looked at in Exodus 33, God saying, I promised Abraham I'd bring you in. I told you I would bring you into Mm -hmm. the land, but I'm not going with you. 
I'll, the Lord's still going to go and drive everything out. It's all going to go, go according to plan, but I won't be there. Well, let's understand the key as to why. Mm-hmm. With the exception of Moses and, well, at that point you could say almost uh, no one else because clearly Moses was up on the mountain with him. And Moses, Joshua, right? Mm-hmm. They did not want a relationship or mm-hmm. to understand, or I'll say a relationship with the Lord that ultimately leads to knowing his heart and what they were to do. Amen. And it's important because that sets the tone. If there's no relationship, you cannot expect to walk around in the power of the Lord. Amen. And, and not wielding it like a warrior. Amen. So what you see is God was saying, oh, I'll drive them out. It'll be, they wanted the miracles, but they didn't want God himself. Exactly. And for us as, as believers, as the body of Christ, and as his warriors, we have to separate ourselves from that mindset and mentality. People have settled for this spectacular, the supernatural, but God's present, presence isn't in it. They're satisfied if I laid hands on the sick. They're satisfied if I look powerful to other people and other people respect me, but no concern for the spirit of the Lord and his residing presence. We have an example on that one as well. Saul, Mm -hmm. King Saul with Samuel Mm -hmm. said, Hey, even though the Lord had already said what he said through Samuel about, Hey, the kingdom's taken from you, all that he said, he said, King Saul still said, Hey, why don't you still come with me? And and essentially I'm paraphrasing, but give the appearance that Mm -hmm. everything is okay. Amen. And he wasn't concerned that the Spirit of the Lord wasn't going to rest on him anymore. He didn't care about that. Had really actually departed from him. Left him. That wasn't even on his mind to say, I'm sorry, God, for this. Don't leave me. Or David, when he had sin, when he sinned with Bathsheba, he said, Lord, don't take your spirit from me. I need your presence. And it's it's a different mindset and a call for maturity in looking at this, especially in light of the autonomy of mankind. Um, something else that kind of falls under that is reproduction. God said, I blessed you here, right? And so then you see people having children in ways that don't honor God and that is not healthy for the children that's being brought forth. But there is an option to have God be present in Amen. your childbearing or your reproduction between husband and wife and the upbringing of the children. The children are still going to grow up, you know, basically, you know, but there's a difference in having them come up in the presence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So for us, having that awareness and an accountability that although God made us free moral agents, our will is to do solely the pleasure of our Lord and Savior, who is doing the pleasure of his Father and working that in and through us by the power that the Holy Spirit provides. So let's take a look at um, another part of this that we have to understand is that we have access to um, using the power of God by relationship with him. Now there's there's different levels or layers of relationship that you can have. Like we talked about the children of Israel had a relationship with the Lord in regard to they were the literal lineage of Abraham. So there was 
they understood who God was. They knew him like, but not a knowing of him. They didn't have, they didn't know his heart. They didn't know his ways. They just knew his acts. They knew about him. They kept certain traditions or those were given to him, but they're to them, but their heart wasn't toward the Lord. Not, not for everybody, but some people had a heart like Moses. Absolutely. Um, Joshua had a heart towards God to love the Lord, their God, but other people just had a proximity relationship. So even in salvation today, People can go, I just want to get saved to avoid hell. I don't want anything beyond that. I don't want to know the details. I don't want to, you know, get in and serve the Lord. I just want to do the bare minimum. Then, you know, there's an additional levels, and we've talked about that previously. But then there's the inner circle where you become that elite force to do what the Lord says. So let's look at— And and everyone's welcome. Everyone's welcome. You're allowed to go as deep as you desire with Mm -hmm. the Lord. But for those here and and those doing this— I'll say course, these courses, the God's Warrior series. It is meant for those that want to be, if you will, part of that inner circle. As close to the Lord as as anything. I mean, so much so that they're clinging to the Lord with all of their being. They're rooted and grounded in Him. And most importantly, they know His heart. So in tune that if He moves... Well, before he moves, as he's getting ready to move, they're already in tune and aware and acting on it. And they're listening constantly to him. Exactly. So let's take a look over at, um, we're going to go to Acts, and we'll look at Acts 19 to -hmm. look at um, someone who doesn't have a relationship with God, trying to use the power of God. And then we'll look at Acts 8. All right. Well, Acts 19, we're going to see a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is very distinguishable. Uh, so let's let's begin in verse eleven. Okay, thank you, honey. Of Acts nineteen, it says God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that handkerchiefs or aprons were even carried from his body to the sick, and the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out. But also some of the Jewish exorcists who went from place to place attempted to name over those who had evil spirits the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, I adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches, seven sons of one Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. This became known to all, both Jews and Greeks who lived in Ephesus. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. Amen. It's a pretty distinguishable difference there. Absolutely. The, clearly, the, the devil, no, the devils, demons, all the like, they all go into one category. No mm-hmm. need to be um, harping on the specifics of that um, at this point. But Jesus, clearly, we know. And the, and then Paul, they were like, yep, we know about him too. Mm-hmm. We, we see that he is Christ moving in the earth, the body of Christ, rather. Amen. And then they said, but who are you? to the ones who purported to use the name of Jesus without relationship with him. So that that clarifies to us that the name of Jesus is only to be used by 
those who are in covenant relation to him and uh, we access the dominion and the authority which belongs to Christ by relationship with him and being under his authority and his dominion ourselves, which Paul was. He called himself a bondservant. And even when we watch his life throughout Acts, because Acts kind of gives an overview of the lives of the apostles, and then it changes gears uh, partway through and focuses heavily on the life of Paul. And there were times where he wanted to go somewhere and he thought, I'm going to, I want to preach the gospel there. I want to minister there. And the Lord was like, no, Holy Spirit said, don't go there. So he yielded himself, realizing that he wasn't doing God a favor. He wasn't on his own personal, personal mission. He was being sent by God. And as such, he humbled himself to be submissive to the plan and the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. And when we talked about that's what it means to let Christ be the head, that he is the head of your life, not just saying I'm saved, but saying that I am in subjection, willing subjection to him, and I'm in absolute obedience to him as he leads and guides me through the Holy Spirit. And he, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit reveals what the Father and the Son want and how the direction is coming through the Son. And actually, since we're, we're bringing up Paul in this, if you will, distinguishable difference that we just read about next. Mm-hmm. To the Galatians, Galatians 1, I believe it starts in verse 10. Um, Paul is writing and talks about his uh, you know, relationship with Christ, mm-hmm. but his role as a bondservant. Mm-hmm. And he asks the questions, do I seek to please men mm-hmm. or, right, or, or myself or what am I doing? Because if I'm attempting to do any of those things, then I cannot be a bondservant to the Lord. Now, again, mm-hmm. that's paraphrased, mm-hmm. but that's what he's getting at. So for us... We need to examine ourselves. Why do we seek to be these elite warriors mm-hmm. in God's end time army? Amen. Is it to be noticed by men? Mm. Is it so we can think more highly of ourselves mm-hmm. or someone else? Because you see that even in, uh, uh, well, regular natural militaries on the earth, mm-hmm. those that that make it to certain special forces groups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. These elite groups, these elite forces, oftentimes, not everybody, but there is a an air of, well, we're better than those. And then there mm-hmm. are there are those that are just the choir professionals of this is just what I do because I've been gifted with this mm-hmm. ability, capability, opportunity, and opportunity to do this thing on behalf of my nation, mm-hmm. on behalf of whoever is leading the nation at the time Mm -hmm. in order to be a blessing and a benefit to those who do not have the ability and or opportunity to do this for themselves. Amen. So why are we doing it? Clarifying our motives. Uh, Exactly. We need to examine those things or to judge it rightly. And and if you struggle, Mm -hmm. if you're not sure, bring it before the Lord as you should all things. Amen. Lord, why do I desire this? Is it because I truly want to know your heart, to be that close to you, to be rooted and grounded in you? Mm-hmm. Or is it because I desire to be noticed by mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. to have my name in lights, as it were, the fame mm-hmm. and the fortune and mm-hmm. money and those things that happen? Yes, even even in the church. Mm-hmm. Why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. We read about Moses, what we started with, right? He blessed the people, but it says very plainly... Uh, Moses was the most humble person in all the earth. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, 
It's highly probable Moses wrote that about himself. <laughs> but again, Scripture is breathed out, which means he was instructed by the Lord to write that. Amen. Because a humble person wouldn't write that unless, well, wait, their commander-in-chief, mm-hmm. the Lord of hosts, said, write this. Amen. So let's understand that as well. Amen. Amen, amen. So for us, why are we doing this? Amen. It should be to be pleasing to the Lord. And and for those that seek to be his elite warriors, it's to truly know the Lord and know his heart. Amen. And to carry it out. Glory to God. And that segues us nicely into Acts chapter 8. So let's look at verses 9 through 25. All right, verse 9 says, Now there was a man named Simon who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. And they all, from smallest to greatest, were giving attention to him, saying, This man is what is called the great power of God. And they were giving him attention because he had for a long time astonished them with his magic arts. But then they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God, and the name of Jesus Christ. They were being baptized, men and women alike. Even Simon himself believed, and after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. As he observed signs and great miracles taking place, he was constantly amazed. Now, when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them, Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they began laying their hands on them, and they received, they were receiving, excuse me, the Holy Spirit. Now when Simon saw that the Spirit was bestowed through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Therefore repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray the Lord that if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gale of bitterness, excuse me, gall of bitterness, and in the bondage of iniquity. But Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me yourselves, so that nothing of what you have said may come upon me. So when they had solemnly testified and spoken the word to the, of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. Amen. Thank you. So we looked at three different examples here of... Um, connecting or relating to God and in light of the autonomy or the ability to be self-guided and self-directed um, of mankind. We saw, we looked first at Christ's example. And we talked about that, how he said, the father said, here, I give you your choice. I give everything to you. Do mm-hmm. what you will with it. And then Christ turned around and said, I submit back to you, Lord. And finished and and obeyed everything that God said with the right heart, with the right motives, and completed his mission, um, this phase of his journey, if you will, um, and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. Then we looked at 
unrelated people trying to dabble in the things of God, use the name of Jesus without legal right or permission to do so because they were not believers. And uh, they were overpowered by demonic entities because they had no legal right or relationship with the Lord to use the name of Jesus Christ to do anything. And so that also gives you a, a perspective of how that structure and that order goes. Let's just look at things on the natural. If you don't know me, mm-hmm. why would you assign me power of attorney to do what I will with your stuff? Right? Power of attorney, there's significant weight there, mm-hmm. especially if it's just open. There's no um, left and right lateral limits, no no framework with which to, you know, limits, limitations, mm-hmm. put on that power of attorney. Mm-hmm. You could come back to nothing. Not mm-hmm. that I would do that. I'm just, in the grand scheme of life, understanding what has been given to us. Right. And why would Christ give the power, all power in heaven and earth has been given unto him? Why would he... Assign it to someone who he does not know. Who's chosen not to know him. It, well, that's that's a better way Amen. to phrase it. Thank you. I mean, it, it goes both ways because the mm-hmm. relationship goes both ways. Absolutely. Um, and especially since Christ has said, here I am, he's presented himself and he's preached the gospel in Jerusalem in particular, but all the places and he's mm-hmm. written himself into our DNA and he's all creation talks about him and his existence, but yet... Someone, some have chosen not to receive him. Why would he trust them with all power in heaven and earth? But for us who come into relationship with him, that is available to, he does trust us. And Amen. we do have the right and the authority to use his name. And as you become more faithful in your approach to God, you will see more strategic and more um, release of that power to come through you. Like Paul had aprons coming from his body. Peter had the similar things, a shadow. Um, and it wasn't because of Peter or Paul. It was because they were vessels that God could work through. Amen. Now, the third um, relationship that we looked at was Simon, who was a new believer. He lacked, he believed in God. He got baptized, right? And mm-hmm. now getting baptized, if you don't have the heart towards the Lord, it's just taking a bath, uh, you know. But when... You, but he, he heard the word preached and he believed in his heart and he received salvation. However, there was still corruption in his mindset. His soul was still trying to operate by the natural means and minds and note, or I'll say it in this way, in similar uh, vein and capacity. It's sinful. Right? As, as we saw with the children of Israel in the wilderness where, mm-hmm. and you, you brought this up, honey, honey, about the scripture where it says, they knew the Lord's acts, his mm-hmm. deeds, mm-hmm. but they did not know the Lord. They did mm-hmm. not know his heart. Where he, here Simon, saw the same, uh, in similar, in a very similar way, he saw the miracles and mm-hmm. he was fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. But that was his motivation, not actually to know the Lord, just so he could say, I have the power. Look at me. Amen. Or look at what the Lord's doing through me. And, you know, just to offer Simon some grace here, he had learned all of his life how to operate in the demonic realm, which Mm -hmm. there is no honor, there is no loyalty. It's just as what he tried to do towards God. Well, you can't take the world's system and translate that into the kingdom of God and say, God, you're going to walk in this. No, God called that out as iniquity. Amen. And um, 
bitterness. And he said, that's not appropriate. Your heart's not right on this. And what I do appreciate about Simon is that he repented mm-hmm. and he asked for prayer so that he wouldn't be lost. Asked for people to intercede on his behalf. Amen. And that's uh, that's what James tells us to do, right? If we've committed any sin, call for mm-hmm. the elders Amen. <laughs> and ask them to <laughs> pray for you and anoint you with oil. And, and, and let's also acknowledge this. The very individuals that spoke the word that says you have no part of this as a result of these things. Mm-hmm. He, he, he didn't say, oh, well, now I'm offended. I'm going to go ask someone else. Those exact same individuals, Peter and John, mm-hmm. he said, you please pray for me so that Amen. none of this comes upon me. Amen. So that, that does show you there's some level of faith that he had, but mm-hmm. he lacked understanding. And the word of God says that my people perish for lack of knowledge. And then in, in the Proverbs, it says, get wisdom. Amen. Wisdom is the principal thing. And but with in all your wisdom, you're getting, get understanding. Get understanding. It's not enough just to be saved because that won't make you a warrior, right? You have to grow in your relationship. It's a good start. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. But just saying I'm in the door doesn't mean <laughs> you're a warrior for God or you're you're um, you know anything more than missing hell. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, we are a new creation, and old things have passed away, and all things have become new, and we still have the obligation of renewing our mind, retraining our soul, because out of the soul can come all kinds of ungodliness, and that. Um, fulfilling the lust of the flesh comes out of the soul. So we're told to be led by the spirit, but it takes training. It takes understanding. And for Mr. Mr. Simon here, he was moving and talking and acting beyond the understanding of God that he had. Mm-hmm. And it caused him to get into trouble. But when understanding was provided, at least he had the good sense <laughs> and listen to the Lord to ask for repentance. Amen. So for us, God is training us up so that we know how to not just walk with him and, and go, I'm saved and do that with a clear conscience. That's important. But he wants to be able to use us to bring about his blessing in the earth and his perfect will in the earth, just like he used Jesus to bring about his perfect will in the earth. Now we have our own unique assignments, but he wants to use us. And in order for that to happen, there has to be proper respect of the chain of command and proper understanding of how you fit into it. Yes, you are a free moral agent, but as his warrior, that's supposed to supersede Amen. that right that you have to make any choice that you want and be replaced with, I choose to do your will, O God. That's my delight. That's my pleasure. That's the food that I am uh, sustained by. Is to do your will. Your driving force. Exactly. And not just permissive will. Permissive will says, I'll take the blessing without your presence, God. That's what the permissive will looks like. That is dangerous. Absolutely. Well, God says, go your way. And and usually ends up being very painful. Amen. For the person who chooses to go without his presence. But we are not of that sort. So um, in order to use the name, I just want to make this uh, real quick before we close out today. You need connection. Through covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, you need submission to the divine order that's been set, submission to the chain of command, which we saw in the centurion. He submitted himself to God, um, the, the authority that Christ Jesus has, and you need confidence, your faith, and the name will do what it's supposed to do, not because of who you are, but because of who he is and all that he has done. Having confidence to use the name 
appropriately, rightly, and obediently. All right. So we're going to close there for today. Darlene, did you have anything else you wanted to say? No, I just want to encourage everyone to just examine themselves before the Lord as we should, right? As there's one thing about uh, special forces, elite forces, right? Mm-hmm. They're constantly checking themselves mm-hmm. to ensure that they are doing everything with the utmost, especially if they are the the quiet professionals type. They're mm-hmm. not advertising. They're not boasting. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just f- operating or functioning as they have been instructed and know how to mm-hmm. with the utmost and fullness of their ability and not just themselves but they're encouraging and equipping and admonishing others to do the same especially when you get in these extremely elite forces these special Mm -hmm. mission units and such Mm -hmm. that is absolutely required it's not about us in this case it's about the kingdom of heaven it's about the lord amen but there's also that you're looking out for the person next to you on your right and on your left. Mm-hmm. And and not that we can do anything so much except for how the Lord leads. Mm-hmm. But it's getting, a, if you will, a pulse check and interceding on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And yes, encouraging and admonishing as the Lord is leading you. But it's difficult to do that if we're not right. It's impossible to do that if we're not right with the Lord. If we are not seeking the Lord's heart to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Th- that that alignment in that chain of command is extremely important. And that's part of the reason we're spending so much time in chain of command. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do it in boot camp as well, or Amen. basic training, which, whatever it is. There is a much time dedicated, actually throughout the entirety of boot camp and beyond. You are constantly learning who it is in your chain of command. Mm-hmm. From wherever you're at, all the way up to the leader of the nation. Mm-hmm. Or the leader of the military, the armed forces, mm-hmm. because it is important. Amen. And not just your branch of service, but for all of the services. Amen. Amen. So it it is if that's if it's that important in here in the natural, in the land of the living, mm-hmm. how much more so when we're looking at the Lord and the kingdom army, kingdom of heaven's army. Amen. Amen. That much more important. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. Thank you for sharing that, sweetheart. I appreciate that. I always love to hear what the Lord is ministering to you and how he uses your gifts. I appreciate that very much. And I appreciate you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for allowing us to walk with you as you walk with the Lord. We appreciate that. And we do not take that honor lightly. And we thank God for you. And we thank God for his perfect will and his perfect plan for your life. So apologize about um, the scripture that I thought was something different, but clearly the Lord had his <laughs> had his Amen. hand on that to know what he wanted to get done. So in all things, we yield to the Holy Spirit. So thank you for your grace and your, your love and your compassion there. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering as you see fit, which is exactly what we want to happen. And we love to have happen because he's perfect. So we'll see you right back here next time. God bless you. Continue to walk in fellowship with the Lord and remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. 
Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe.